0: Hey there, thanks for checking out Discover Church's podcast. I'm Pastor Curtis Jones, and we are taking 2020 to go a year through the Word. So we want to encourage you to join us on a Sunday morning at 406 South Bedford Street in Georgetown, Delaware. And uh, keep up to date with everything that's happening with Discover Church by liking us and following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We can't wait to see you. foot tap y'all remember kid play with the box let's go okay that's how we that's how we do it in our family we do a little germ-free action listen I'm going to say a little word um with the Lord him and I are going to have a conversation and you guys get to sit in on it so if you have something you want to pray about while I'm talking to Jesus come on and jump in with me okay so we're going to do that father I'm so grateful for this house today I'm so grateful for pastor Curtis and Amy and for discover father would you just come would you just give us ears to hear and eyes to see Father, help us, help us to receive what you have for us today, and I ask this in Jesus' name. Hey, if you are tuning in through Facebook, man, I am so excited to be here with Discover. This is an amazing, amazing church right here in Georgetown, but I have a question for all of you today online in there. Look, Throw it in the chat, throw it in the comments. Um, have you ever had a bad day? Come on. Now, look, I came out of student ministry. I'm used to having stuff thrown at me and people screaming at me, so I'm going to need a little conversation action. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to rowdy teenagers, okay? So, look, you're on your phone. That's fine. Just say something while you're on your phone. I have no problem with that. Have you ever had a bad week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, this, this week was bad because I tried to go to Walmart and just get my regular groceries and also my blender because I broke it. But, listen... There was no toilet paper or bleach. I thought, "Come on, guys. This is this is crazy. I just needed a little a little like fruit so I can make a smoothie in my blender." Toilet paper? Okay, but that's alright. Some people are having a real bad week. Listen, I've had a bad week. I've had a bad season. Maybe you've had a bad season where like everything broke in your house and all that money you had in savings is gone, right? Has anybody experienced that? Your HVAC goes up, right? And then your car goes up, right? Or have you ever had those, those moments where like a whole year went by and it felt real bad, right? The whole year just went up. Man, I experienced one of those last year. I just want to share with you about my bad year. <laughs> so we had one of the worst years I think I had experienced in quite some time. Um, like Pastor Curtis shared with you, we, we decided that we were going to plant a church, right? And that was awesome. And we were excited because what we believed is that a rising tide raises all boats, right? So, so if we plan a church, we're not trying to plant a better church, man. We're just trying to come along and bring the kingdom a little bit higher where we're at. That's what we wanted to do. But you know what, y'all? I had no idea how to do that. None. Okay, I pastored. That's cool. I know how to speak. Man, I can even throw up on the keyboard and like and sing a little bit. So that's great. I know how to do church. But how to start from scratch? That's a whole different animal, you guys. So we stepped away from, from our church and from our position. I had moved into homeschooling my children just so that I could have a little more freedom to minister. And that was challenging. And then I got hit with something I'd never saw coming. I got postpartum depression again. It's my third baby, a little girl named Phoebe. She's awesome. Uh, but this one I didn't see coming. So I was stuck in the house. I didn't know who I was anymore because I wasn't a pastor. I was there with my children, my baby, and just struggling with depression. Guys, it was a hard year. On top of it, I had no idea how to plan a church, but I knew God was calling me to do it. So that was seriously challenging. Man, you've had your version of that, right? Even if it was just for a day, a week, a season, or a whole entire year, everybody has experienced a really bad time. Listen, if you're here and you have experienced this or you're in this right now, man, I've got a word for you. If you're not, hold on, because you're probably going to go through something in a minute that's going to bring this up. So go ahead and take some notes, because you might want to remember this later. As a matter of fact, if you can answer yes to the next four questions, there's a possibility that there was no accident that you're hearing this today and that you're with us today. So here's the first one, man. Has, ever, has God ever seemed silent to you? Has God ever seemed silent to you? Maybe you're in a dry financial period. And you're like, where is God? I don't know where this is coming from, right? I I need him. Or has God ever, number two, has God ever uh, seemed like he took a really long time in answering you? Like he's silent and slow. (laughs) Like, come on, Jesus. Like, man, where are you at? Um, I I needed you to go ahead and do this thing like three months ago. Where are you at, Jesus, right? Or how about number three? Have you ever felt like, God answered everybody else's prayers but yours. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like, like man, all you want is a baby, and your, your sister's on her third baby, and your best friend just announced she's pregnant, or, or somebody else is having a baby shower, and you, you're sitting there with your hands empty. And it's a tough, tough season. Or number four, has God's silence ever caused you to wonder if there even is a God? Man. That's a dark place to be. And and to be honest with you, I've been there. I've been in a place where I didn't know if God was real because I just couldn't feel him. And maybe this is you. Maybe you've tried this Jesus thing before and you just come to the conclusion that, you know, this isn't legit. This isn't real, man. If that's you, I am talking to you today because I want you to know today that God is real and he is with you. Hang on. I've got two things that we're going to answer today. And this is going to help us all out. So today we're going to answer two questions. What is God doing in the silence? What is God doing in the silence? And the second question we're going to answer today is what do we do in the silence? So what is God doing? And then what are we going to do? Right? And this is important because if we can understand what God is doing, then maybe we can get on board with it and it can lead us to a significant place in our lives. It can lead us into more and better and understanding him, right? Because I want you to remember, if nothing else today, I want you to remember this important truth. Never confuse God's silence with God's absence. Man, just because he's silent doesn't mean he is not there. Never, ever confuse God's silence with God's absence. In those seasons of silence, we can be tempted to think that God doesn't exist and he's not listening. And you know what that leads us to do, right? it leads us to go ahead and want to take control right and we try to manipulate and try to get our own way and the bible is full of folks who did this y'all know what i'm talking about okay they think that god is like not showing up so they go ahead and take it in their own hands do i need to remind you of king saul he was waiting for the man of god to show up he's going he was told to wait 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 for your sacrifice and he says i got this i'm gonna do this myself he's not showing up god's not gonna show up And he took it into his own hands. And what happened? He got kicked off the throne, guys. So, man, we've got a whole Bible full of people who concluded that God silent meant that he was absent. And they didn't know what to do with it. So they went ahead and took care of it themselves. Y'all, that didn't work out, okay? Did not work out. So listen, what I want you to know today is that if you are in a season of silence right now, I want you to know that you are on the cusp of understanding God in a new and better way, better than you ever thought possible. You are on the verge of experiencing God in a fresh and exciting way, but you got to get through this season first. And we're going to help you with that today. It's going to be amazing. I want you to remember this. When God is silent, he is never still. (laughs) Never still. Even if you can't hear him Now I know you guys have been going through the word in a year And I thought man that's awesome That is exciting So you've got the Old Testament and the New Testament right And Pastor Curtis is doing such an amazing job Working you guys through the word It is awesome But I want to tell you that the Bible is incredible in itself In its demonstration that when God is silent He is not still And and you guys are in the middle of that right now So I wanted to jump in And talk to you about the Old Testament You know, it comes to the conclusion with the book of Malachi, right? And we nowadays, we just flip the page. And we're in Matthew, right? We're in Matthew, that's cool. But there's a problem. There is a long gap of time between Malachi and Matthew. Guys, it's 400 years, and we call that the 400 years of silence. 400 years of silence. Because, look, there was no Word from God. There was no prophets. Nobody was showing up saying, here you're the word of the Lord. There was nobody writing stuff down. There was nothing. Crickets, guys. Crickets. And, And no word, no nothing. And between the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's really important for us to understand that during this 400 years, we can get a clue about what God was doing. And then we might be able to discover what he might be doing with us when he's silent And then we can get into what he's doing. Because listen, this is the important point. When we understand what God is doing and what we are supposed to be doing, it's going to give us a significant place in this life. It's going to get us to where God wants us if we allow it to. So listen, let's talk about what God was doing for those 400 years. We already covered that there is nothing in the Bible about it, okay? Nothing, not a, nothing. So what do we have? Well, we have human history. So we know some things that happened. And what I'm going to share with you is three historical events that occurred in that 400-year period. And with that, we're going to be able to link what happened all the way back then in the Middle East to what God is doing right here at Discover Church. Right? We are going to be able to see what God has been up to. And when we understand what he's doing during that period of silence, we can understand what he's doing in our period of silence Because God is working as he always has been. Because when God is silent, he is never still. God is never still. All right, so here we go. You ready? History lesson 101. If y'all remember this, can I get it? Yeah, yeah. All right, so when the Old Testament comes to a close, there's a shift in power from Babylon to Persia okay so we've got this big shift in power and around 360 bc we got a dude step on the scene his name is philip of macedon right and he is this great leader and he is an important king and he conquered and unified a large portion of greece this dude came in guns a blazing right and just made everything unified like y'all gonna come this is gonna be my my dominion right And before he was able to lead his Macedonian troop to conquest uh, all of the rest of the area and bring it all together, he got assassinated, right? Womp, womp, womp. That's a damper in the plan, right? (laughs) That's bad. However, he had a son. Now, his son you might be better acquainted with. His name was Alexander the Great right? So Alexander the Great steps on the scene, and when he appeared on the world stage, historians say that he was probably one of the most brilliant military strategists of all times. This dude steps on the scene, and he knows what he's doing. He is ready. He took on the Persian Empire, and through a string of conquests, he conquered um, all the known world, all the known world. And you might recall from history class this quote that he is famously quoted as saying, he said, I am so depressed because there is no more world for me to conquer. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> it's a struggle, right? And this is the interesting part because then at 33, he dies. And some people believe it's because of alcoholism. Guys, 33 is way young and that's a lot of alcohol, okay? Man, So you hear all this today and you're like, Emma, so what? If I wanted a history lesson, I could read a book. That's all right. Hang in there with me. Don't give up on me yet. Okay, I got a plan. God's got a plan. So listen, all of that time, years after Alexander, um, well, actually, Alexander stepped in and he made a decree before he died. Y'all ready for this? Before Alexander kicked the bucket, he made one really, really important decree. He made the decree that everybody in the known world needed to speak one common language And that was Koine Greek He chose that Because it was Common among everybody He just believed that if everybody could speak the same language Then they would all get on his page okay And do what he wanted So he had a plan he tried, he, he tried that right And so you hear that today and you're like man so what Right but listen Listen if you have ever heard the name of Jesus If you have ever read The New Testament If you have ever felt the grace of God through a word preached to you, all of it came through Alexander Great's decision to make Koine Greek the common language. It can all be linked back to that one decision by that one guy. And years after Alexander, we have another empire rise up. Anybody want to guess what that is? Rome. Mm -hmm. So we have the Roman Empire rise, and the Roman Empire does a lot of interesting things. But one thing they do is they believe in something called Pax Romana, which is the Roman peace, right? So through their might and through their military, they bring in a Roman peace, which means they keep people in their place. Nobody's going to run up you on the road and take you out or steal your money or there's not going to be these warring factions that cause problems. And so you can't go, you know, buy your toilet paper at Walmart anymore, <laughs> Right. So they take care of that. And the Roman government does one more thing that's really interesting. They went through and they upgraded all of the road systems. Now listen, this is pretty cool for back then. Did you know that some of these road systems are still in place today? That's pretty remarkable engineering, okay? If, I, if, you, if you know anything about, about stones, they kind of move around sometimes. But it's still there. So the Roman government does these three things. So now we have these three things, remember? We have a common language. We have Roman peace. And then we have an upgraded road system. And all this is very important because if you've ever heard of Jesus, these three things played a huge factor in that happening. If you've ever read the New Testament, you have a copy because somebody traveled on a road and carried it. Come on. This is all amazing. Now, listen, a few years ago, my son, Kian, got an amazing Christmas gift. He got Minecraft. Y'all give it up for Minecraft. Come on, Minecraft, somebody. I play Minecraft. I don't care. I'm an adult. It's fun. It's what we do for fun. (laughs) So we have this Minecraft set, and Kian was so amazing. He's such a creative dude. But with this Minecraft set, it was like figurines and a backdrop. And what he could do was do stop-motion animation with it. And that's pretty cool, right? So what he would do is he would put this backdrop in, and then he would put the figurines, and they would shoot. And then he would move all the figurines around and change the backdrop, and he would shoot again. And he would do this over and over and over again until what we had was an amazing finished story. But you know what we never saw? Was all of his work to move and shoot and move and put everything in position to tell the story that he was telling. Guys, this is what God's done. This is what God did during that 400-year period of silence. He set the stage. He set the stage for the next scene. And we celebrate the culmination of God's next next thing that he was doing we call it easter and all because of this work all because God worked behind the scenes we have Jesus Christ being born of a virgin we have we have this amazing baby that comes and is living a sinless life and then he dies on the cross for your sin and my sin And then not only did he stay there, but he rose from the grave so that we could have eternal life, so we could live the resurrection life now and in the future. All of this work that God was doing behind the scenes was preparing the way for the greatest revelation of himself to step on the scene and tell you that you are loved with an indescribable love, that you are wanted, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, and that no weapon formed against you can prosper. Can I tell you that the reason why you're listening to this message today is because God did the hard work 400 years ago and set the scene just so you could know the amazing love of jesus christ but you don't have to take my word for it there's eyewitnesses eyewitnesses guys the bible isn't just a book that somebody wrote it's real and a real man named john wrote this he said that which was from the beginning which we have heard and which we have seen with our own eyes which we have gazed upon and touched With our own hands, this is the word of life. And this is the life that was revealed. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us. And this fellowship of ours is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And we write these things so that our joy might be complete. Several years after that, a dude named Paul, who got knocked off his high horse, saw Jesus in person. Way after he was resurrected, way after he ascended, Jesus showed up on the scene. And this is what Paul writes to the church in Galatia. This is a real man writing to a real church in a real situation. He wrote this, and when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. To redeem those under the law. That we might receive adoption to sonship. Come on. You get to come home to God today. Because all those many years. God was working in the silence. When we couldn't hear his voice. When people were looking for a word from God. He was standing right there. Going guys just hold on. One more second. I'm coming. I am coming. And it's going to be amazing. And how? A common language, a common language, a Roman peace, and an upgraded transportation system. Because through that common language, the New Testament was written. Our New Testament is written, and we have copies of it today, and it's, you can still find it in Greek in common creek and the roman peace allowed early men and women of the faith to safely travel from town to town to town to declare jesus loves you he has a purpose for you and he wants to be with you forever guys do you know that that they carried this message further and farther and faster than they could have done 400 years before when these things weren't in place because when God is silent, he is never, ever still. He is working. And so today, if you're here and you're in a season of silence, wondering what in the world God is doing, He is up to something for his glory in your life. It is for your good. He is not against you. He is for you. You don't have to be afraid of illness. You don't have to be afraid because when you're in Jesus, you are a new creation and old things have passed away and all things are new and you don't have to be afraid. There is no fear in perfect love because Jesus Christ drives it right out. That's right, y'all. Come on. And so. I want you to know this truth today. If you're in that season of silence and you're wondering, where is God? I want you to remember he is active. And this is the truth I want you to know. That when God seems silent and you feel his absence. Anybody felt that absence before? And you're just like, oh, where is it? Where is Jesus? Where is his presence? Where is God? Right? You can trust his presence. So when God seems silent and you feel his absence, trust his presence he is for you so how do you do this exactly i love andy stanley he's so super practical i just got to hear him and his wife talk at a conference and man he i wrote some notes y'all i was like okay andy about parenting he was talking about kids and stuff i was like okay andy i'm gonna write this down he made his kids stand up when his wife came in the room so they learned respect. I looked at Alfie like, come on, somebody. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't quite on board with it yet. He wasn't quite on board. <laughs> that's okay. Well, I mean, I don't, we don't ever eat at the table anyway. It's fine. But listen, like most super smart people, Andy Stanley phrases his response to this important question uh, in a question. You know how people do that, right? They answer a question with a question. Andy, that's what he does, right? So he he responds like this What would a person like you do if you were confident that God was with you? Figure that out and go do that. Right? So, what would a person like you do if you were confident? that God was with you and for you and had a plan for you, even if you couldn't feel his presence, even if you weren't sure if he heard you, man, take that, go do that, and then do it again the next day and the day after that and the day after that until finally you begin to feel that presence and finally you begin to see him at work. Man, sometimes you just got to go. You just got to do what he's called you to do. God knows all about you. As a matter of fact, that's the reason why he does stuff behind the scenes, because you would jack it up. Let's be honest Look, I would jack it up I would get in all there and tell him what he needed to do for me And look, I've tried it I've told the Lord, look, we are called to plant in New Zealand He wasn't buying it I said, look, Jesus, I feel like Orlando needs another church He said, no, girl I said, Jesus, but anywhere that's warmer Bahamas, tropical Anywhere, like I'll even take Mississippi I know it's dead hot down there, but okay And he said, no Stay Stay when God seems silence and you feel his absence, you can trust his presence. I want you to know that I've been through the season of silence. And as I mentioned earlier, there were years and years where I felt, feel, felt forgotten. And, and this, this season felt like forever, guys. When you have depression, man, minutes feel like they take forever. That feeling is hard to live with. And I walked through that. It was the darkest place I've been in my life. So I did the only thing that I knew how to do. I said, okay, what would a person who was confident that God was with them do? And I went out and did that. And some days, guys, that looked like homeschooling my kids through tears, crying, doing it. Some days that meant cooking dinner, even though I didn't feel like. Some days that meant making a phone call to Pastor Curtis and Amy and saying, hey, I don't know how to do anything with planning a church or anything like that. Y'all help me out. And Pastor Curtis did. And then I made another phone call and talked to somebody else. And then I made another phone call and talked to somebody else. And God began to like kick down doors, y'all. And God began to like open the window and like show me some light. And I just kept doing what I needed to do. So if you are in that place today, please know that God is going to work even when you can't feel it, even when it feels like he's not working. God is on the move. I want you to hear me loud and clear today. That God has smashed through the doors and broken down all the barriers. In 180 days, we are going to plant Hope Church. I cannot Believe it, guys, because God is a God of miracle working power. And that's the only reason we're able to plant hope church is because God ordained it. And I want you to know that the same is true for you, man. He's up to something. In all of this chaos and all what feels like fear and lies, let me just declare the truth that God loves you and He's with us. He's not turned his back on us. Don't you listen to anybody that would tell you that this is like God's plan to put all this fear in our communities. No. God is a God of love. God is a God of strength. He is a God of wisdom. And even if it feels like he's silent, he is working on your behalf. Don't ever, ever forget that. He is just setting the stage, guys, in your life for the next scene. He is setting the stage in your life. I want to pray with you this morning and and I would love it if you would if you would take some time and really check in. Even if you're online, I would love for you guys to just check in. Just pray with me and just experience God's presence right where you are in your living room. Just know that he has a plan and this is not the end. When you can't feel his presence, you can just trust that he is with you today. Father, would you just come in this place? Father God, would you just come and let your presence fall? Would you help us? God, even if we feel like that we haven't heard from you, would you help us to just trust you today? Father, if there's anybody who doesn't know you, who hasn't experienced the freedom and the love and the peace that comes from knowing you in a relationship that gives life, then I pray, God, that they would right now Make the decision and say, you know what? I'm following Jesus. Even if it means that I have to give up some things. Even if it means I have to step away from some things. I'm going to make the decision and follow Jesus. Father, I'm so grateful that you led me to that place by your grace so long ago. Father, I thank you that you led me to make that decision because I have never regretted it. Father, I'm so grateful that you're giving everyone in this place and everyone online an opportunity to make that same decision. And I pray that they would feel your presence right now. Father, I just thank you that you are never, ever away from us and you have a plan. God, would you help us to walk in that? Father, I just lift up anybody right now who is overwhelmed with anxiety and fear. And I pray that your presence would just be a peace that surpasses all understanding that would put a garrison around their heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I pray, God, that you would just help us to reach out as a community and to love people in an extraordinary way. Father, I pray that you would empower us to be unified in this time. God, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for your promise and your presence. Father, thank you. Thank you for your work. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Guys, if you need pressure prayer this morning, we would love to pray with you. I would love to pray with you. I will stand right down here in front and pray with you. Um, just come. And would you just stand and and let's sing this song a little bit. And let's just surrender. Surrender your fear. Surrender your, your periods of silence. Surrender to Jesus. Just surrender. Sing holy.